Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. After the last podcast, I thought of a New Testament passage that really backs up what Jacob's doing here as he's sending these gifts and trying to appease his brother. Matthew 5 is a passage that clearly tells us we still should be trying to make things right. Here in verse 21 through 24, it says, Ye have heard that it was said of them of old time, Thou shalt not kill and Whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever say, shall say, Thy fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, Leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. So someone's bringing a gift and they owe their brother something. They need to give something to their brother because they owe them. God says, I don't want you to give me something if you haven't made it right with your brother. And that's what Jacob's thinking right now. You know, I've got to make this right with my brother. And God I believe, blessed him because he did make it right, right with his brother. So as all these gifts are coming, it's like Jacob knows I've been wrong and God's not going to bless me until I do what's right by the people that are around me. And so sometimes people are like, oh, I love God and I want to serve him. And they're wrong with those that are right around them, like people on this earth. They're liars. They're like the Pharisees. And that's what Jesus attacked. You can say, oh, I'm going to give to God all day long. And if you owe somebody, if you have a debt to somebody that you need to make right, God says, I don't want your gift. I want you to make it right with people you see. It doesn't matter about people, you, uh, God, who you don't see if you can't make it right with those around you. When I say it doesn't matter, it does matter to God, but God says you're fake, you're false. If you're not going to make it right with those that you do see, I'm not going to bless you. And that's what I believe Jacob knows. He knows I've got to make this right with my brother. And so as we're picking up in Genesis 32, it says in verse 20, and he said, and say, moreover, behold, thy servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goeth before me. And afterwards, I will see his face peradventure. He will accept of me. So he's telling the, them, I want you to tell him, Jacob's back there. And he's hoping you'll be appeased by all these gifts. He's letting him know, even just in the gifts, he's letting him know he's wrong. If Jacob would have come and said, here, you can have this. I I. I don't need it because I'm so blessed of God and you lowly Esau, I know I have the birthright and I have the uh, the blessing from Father and you, because I do, you can have this stuff. <laughs> God would not have blessed. And sometimes people do that. Oh, I'm, I'm going to give them something because I want to show how much I've been blessed by God. That's not the spirit of Jacob here. Jacob is saying, I, I want to appease you. I know I've been wrong. 
peradventure he will accept of me. That's the idea. So went the present over before him and himself lodged that night in the company. So he's in the camp as, as he sent his servants away with all the, the animals as a gift. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his 11 sons and passed over the ford Jabok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent them over that he had. And Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. You know, have you ever had times where everybody's been around, you're very nervous about what's happening, and you just need time alone? I believe that's what happened with Jacob here. He gets everybody settled. He's got a lot of pressure on him right now. He's extremely nervous. He's nervous because he's afraid he's going to lose his family. Uh, they're going to be destroyed. He believes he's going to lose his life. And he sets them up in the camp across the brook, and he stayed on the other side alone. I don't think he planned on wrestling all night. I think he just planned on just being with his own thoughts and just, you know, maybe praying. I don't know. But here a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. This is a fantastic passage that we're going to get to. Uh, one of my favorites in the Bible. This man we know, and as we go in this passage, is an angel from God, and he is actually a theophany, which is a human form of God. Many people believe Jehovah God, which is Jesus in human form before he came to earth. And so this man wrestled with him. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, there's a lot of pronouns in here. So who's he saw that he prevailed not against him? This is the angel. He saw that he's not prevailing against Jacob. He touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. So this is not a normal man as far as like, you know, uh, a man can't just touch the, you know, socket on the thigh of, or, you know, in the hip area. He can't just touch it and uh, something happens. This is an angel of God. And he puts that, that uh, joint out of joint. He takes that socket and puts it out of joint as he wrestles with, with him. And he, and he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. So we have two pronouns there. The first, and he said, is the angel, which is uh, Jehovah God, I believe. He says, let me go for the day breaketh. And then he said, Jacob says, I will not let thee go and set thou bless me. So sometimes we read this and we think Jacob is being harsh. He's being authoritative and he's demanding. That's not the case because we have a passage in Hosea that tells us that it was different than what we sometimes read this passage and uh, think as we read it. So Hosea 12, 4 gives us a little insight into this time. And it says, Yea, and he hath had power over the angel. So this is talking about Jacob and prevailed. He wept and made supplication unto him. He found him in Bethel and there he spoke with us. Okay, so this is talking about Jacob. Jacob wept and made supplication unto him. So let's go back to Genesis 
And when it says, I will not let thee go except thou bless me, he's not saying, I'm not going to let thee go until you bless me. You've got to bless me. No, he's weeping. He's praying and saying, I have to be blessed. I'm going to be facing Esau. And I know I got the blessing from my father, but I deceived my father father for that. I know I have the birthright, but I deceived my brother for that. I need your blessing. And he's pleading and he's in supplication with God. He's weeping as he's saying, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And that's what Jacob's doing here. And that's the picture that we need to be seeing. And there's times we have to wrestle with God in prayer. And we have to say, God, I can't leave until you bless me. I can't leave this prayer time until you answer my prayer. God, I have to have your blessing. And whenever we step away from those times, we have to say, Lord, into your hand, I commit this situation. It's in your will. And then we can walk away as Jacob. We're going to see Jacob did get strength from God through this time. But we have to have those times of wrestling with God in prayer. And this wrestling is not saying, I'm uh, God, you've got to answer this this for me. No, this idea and prevailed is prevailed because God heard his prayer. And he said unto them, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. So this is the angel says unto Jacob, what is thy name? And Jacob answers, Jacob, heel catcher, supplanter. That's my name. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, thou hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. What is your name? What is your name? My name's Becky, but before I was saved, my name was unbeliever, lost, condemned. My name was condemned already, but God changed my name. He gave me a new name when I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And now I'm redeemed. I'm justified. That's my name. I'm a child of God. That's my name. That's what the situation is. Jacob, God is saying, who are you? Who are you? And Jacob knows who he is. He's a supplanter. He is the heel catcher. In our eyes, when God talks to us, who are we? Who are, we're, we're nobody. We are, are guilty of the blood of Jesus Christ being shed. We are sinners. We are transgressors. We are evil at the core. The heart is desperately wicked. That's who we are. But God gives us a new name. And that new name is Christ's righteousness. That's what's happening here. He is changed from being that supplanter to that heel holder to being a prince. That's what happens at salvation for us. Because of Christ and because his death on the cross, we are more than conquerors. We will live and reign with God forever. This is such a beautiful picture of salvation, a new name written down in glory. That's what we have. And he says here, because as a prince, thou hast power with God and with men and has prevailed. He didn't prevail by his own strength. He didn't prevail by his own will. He prevailed by weeping and supplication and saying, God, you can't let me go. I, I cannot let you go until you bless me. Now here, Jacob's going to then 
ask me, ask him his name. Jacob asked him and says, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. You see, I believe this is Jehovah, and that's why he won't give his name, because Jesus had not come to earth as a baby and lived, and everybody knew his name was Jesus. That's the Messiah. It says in uh, Judges 13, And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name, seeing it is a secret? This, this name is a secret until he comes to earth as the Messiah. Praise God. We know his name. His name is Jesus, son of God, son of man, counselor, the everlasting father. That's his name. We know that now. But here, um, Jesus, his name was kept secret until he came and he lived and, and died for us. And it's, it's interesting that uh, so many times ones in the Old Testament said, what, what's your name? They wanted to know who he is. Praise God, we have the privilege of having the entire Bible. Sometimes people say, oh, I wish I lived in the time when God did mighty miracles. He opened the Red Sea, and here he did this miracle for Jake. He opened up heaven for Jacob. He did all this stuff. Guess what? I don't wish I lived back then. Oh, I would can't wait till I get a vision of those uh, miracles that happened. And by the way, God's still doing miracle after miracle today, more than ever in the Old Testament. God is still doing miracles in people's life. But you know why I don't? They didn't have the Bible. They didn't know Jesus' name. They didn't know all that. They only had portions. They only had little bits. We have the complete word of God. How privileged we are to know his name. Jacob wants to know his name. It's a secret back then. It's not a secret to us. His name is Jesus. The God of the universe came and dwelt and lived, and we know his name. And praise God for that. And as as Jacob continues, he's he's like, okay, I guess I, I don't I'm not gonna know it. He leaves that off and it says, and he blessed him there. This is God blessed Jacob. And Jacob called the name of the place. Peniel. Now it's going to change. This name is going to change later. Not not in a different word, but this I'm going to say it differently to Penuel. This is going to be in Judges eight that we're going to see this place, and this place is a real place in Israel, and the name Peniel means face of God. And Jacob called that place the face of God, for I have seen God face to face in my life is preserved. He knows now he's not just wrestling with an angel, but this is God that he wrestled with, God in human form, and his life was preserved. And as he passed over Penuel, look at how it, it changed, face of God, Peniel, Penuel, same name, face of God. The sun rose up upon him and he halted upon his thigh. So he limps because of that angel, uh, because of God touching his hip, his socket there, he limped from that time on. I'm sure as he limped, it wasn't um, a, a happy thing. I'm, I'm sure it hurt, but I believe in his heart, he thanked God for that limp because it reminded him that he couldn't do this. He couldn't pacify Esau with all those gifts. It was God who was going to bless him and God who was going to take care of him. And it 
explained here that therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrank, which is the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew, sinew that shrank. So like in that muscle, he touched it and it shrank, it shriveled up. I don't, I can't picture all of it, but somehow part on the thigh, God touched it and it shriveled up and Jacob limped. And to this day, the Israelites will not eat that part of a thigh because it reminds them that God did that to Jacob and he did it telling him he was going to bless him. Praise the Lord. We're going to come to chapter 33 where Jacob has a whole new outlook. Heavenly Father, I pray that we would wrestle with you and prevail in prayer, not wrestle with you over what we want, over our will, what we desire to happen, but that your will is done and that we pray according to your will. And we keep praying and we keep asking, Lord, if there's somebody that has a wayward child, let them wrestle with you in prayer over that child. So if somebody has a wayward uh, relative that that knew you and has gone away, Lord, I pray that they would wrestle with you in prayer and supplication. I pray if there's somebody that does not have uh, a saved parent, somebody that has a lost relative, a, a family member who's not saved, I pray we would wrestle and prevail with you in prayer, with weeping and supplication, and that you would answer, Lord, we might have a physical ailment because of it. There might be something that happens in our life that causes that person to be saved, but Lord, we know it's worth it. It's worth having a physical ailment to have your blessing instead. Lord, I pray you bless us today and go with us as we serve you and follow you this day. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may He greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following His Word.